Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I am Quinn, your GM. With me today are Hannah. Hello, hello, I'm Hannah, and I play Max the Paradox. Kyle. Hello, I am Kyle. I play Duncan Oliver the Vox. And Tio. Uh, hello, hello, hello. My name is Tio. I play Claire, Claremont the Forgotten Vessel. We open on a scene of burgeoning panic at the PTA's annual fundraiser as the oversized gold Klunkanax trophy roars to life in your hands. A trio of ghastly metallic shrieks erupt from its Cerberian heads as a ragged assortment of appendages burst from its golden bust. It skitters across the stage and leaps into the crowd, bulldozing through cocktail tables as guests begin to flee in terror. On stage, Sebastian grabs the microphone and shouts out, Everyone, please remain calm. Secure your valuables and proceed as quickly as possible to the nearest exit. Do not feed currency to the amalgamation. What do the three of you do? Uh, Pat, my pockets check for valuables. Do you have any valuables? <laughs> Are pogs considered currency? Uh, yes. And actually, if you have any pogs in your pockets, Max, you can feel them pulling like almost magnetic. Yikes. You can see like your, your pockets pulling towards the clunk and axe as it lurches away from the three of you into the crowd. Who is nearest to me? It's the three of you up on stage with Sebastian. Are any of the children from the school in attendance? I don't think so. I, I think this is a rich PTA donor event, not so much the event where they have kids actually there. Okay, I was going to give somebody my pogs, but there are no trustworthy people here hey. <laughs> or people who are deserving of my pogs. Hey. Well, I'm not going to give them to you, Duncan, because they're just going to get sucked in. I'll hold on to them. I know, but we're going to go, aren't we going to go do the thing with the three-headed trophy? Or are we just going to let it go? I mean, if we're going to let it go, then I guess the fog's on an issue. <laughs> bye. Bye, trophy. Have fun. No, we're going to go over the trophy. I don't I don't think I have any pogs. Or, I have a keen eye. Does that count as a valuable? Is it a, a physical object that can be considered currency? Or is it a metaphorical keen eye? Well, it's a physical eye. eye. My right would eye you, is, is very keen. That's why I'm Would you potentially like, offer it in, in a, no. a trade or a barter of some variety? No, it's precious. Okay, then I think it's safe. Okay. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. <laughs> okay. You know what? In true Claire fashion, she noticed that someone in the audience was wearing a tan suit with brown shoes on instead of black shoes, and she's inconsolable in her own mind right now. I think that person is being dragged towards the Klunkanax as it is rampaging through this event. It's not going after anyone in particular. It's just kind of behaving erratically, running through the grand room. But it is having an impact for sure. Uh, and I think mm. that person in the tan suit is being dragged along in the wake of the Klunkanax by their golden wristwatch. Okay. Nice. A variety of similar things are happening to many of the attendees here, particularly those that have notably valuable items on them. Mm. Those items are like magnetically attracted to the Klunknax. Oh, I see. Okay. Are we able to help Max push away, get their pogs out of here? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't think the pogs. It's a minor attraction. It's not overwhelming. It's just noticeable in its own right. Gotcha. Okay. How big is the Klunknax? The Klunkanax is the size of like a large dog, basically. 
It was a big trophy. <laughs> I mean, we did ask for a statue of sorts. We did. Like, yeah, you we did. That's kind of on us. crafted in gold the statue. This is not on us. This is not on us. No. It's big because of us. That we can take credit for. Right. But I refuse to accept responsibility for the Glunkanax. <laughs> oh, I have something I'd like to do. Uh-huh. Awesome. <laughs> um, Fantastic. This is great news. <laughs> Quinn's like, thank God you guys wanted to keep it tight. What are you doing? I mean, y'all can keep dicking around on stage as this unfolds no, by all I, means. I no no no. Okay, so so I think Claire sees this terribly dressed man getting pulled away, and her first instinct is yes, and then goes, Oh wait, no. That's not our societal <laughs> rules. Okay, you know, shake it off. I think she clears her throat a little and goes, Klonkanax the first, you stop that right now. And is like using the closest thing to a mom voice that she could. You're using a teacher voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then she pauses for a moment, does not wait for the Klunkanex to respond in any kind of way. And then Probably goes, it doesn't. Yeah. And <laughs> then goes, or there will be consequences. And this is me using pariah. Okay. I don't know exactly how, but I am attempting to go the clunkinac. So faction moves are mostly used for interacting with relatively humanoid sentient entities in Absurdia. They don't Good. always work on monsters or phenomena, depending on, on their Animated behavior. statues. Yeah, so um, hey, unfortunately- I'm not assuming to know what the clunkinac no, is or isn't. Totally fair. But I do think that the Klonkanax cannot be goaded. Okay. Can I shift course, a little yeah. bit here? Okay. Yeah. You, you see that your words are having no impact on it. Okay. So Claire, having seen that the Klonkanax is not responsive, her first thought is like, well, surely it's not disobeying me out of it. Uh, if it had a choice, it would not be disobeying me. That would be silly. Of it. <laughs> yeah. Clearly someone else is in control here. So then she turns to like look across the room. Is there anyone who looks not terrified at what's happening or not surprised? Anyone that looks suspicious is acting suspicious given mm. the circumstances. Yeah. And if there are, she's going to be directing her attention to them next. Give me a roll to assess reality. Okay. Do I have anything that makes that better? Eh, not um, really. You could push yourself. I could push. You want to borrow my keen eye? I don't. Can I? <laughs> or see someone that? could help out. <laughs> I'll help out and okay. mark. Okay. A, I mark an essence, and you get to roll a third one and drop the lowest. That is a solid nine. Nice. Okay. On a seven to nine, hold one. Who or what is really in control here? Mm. Seems like the apropos question. Thinking in, in the way that you approach this question and what you're looking for in this room, almost everyone looks varying degrees of concerned. I think you see, you know, Sebastian on stage is trying to like shout directions over the panicked crowd, the screams and cries and stampeding folks. A lot of members of the crowd are kind of being dragged along in the wake of the Klunkanax based on how wealthy and ostentatious they are dressed. A lot of inanimate objects, the fineries of this room are being dragged along as, as well. The only person who, I won't say doesn't look concerned, but doesn't look panicked, perhaps doesn't look surprised, is Elodie. 
sitting at the very outskirts of the event near one of the exits. Mm. She has her saber drawn and she looks like she is assessing the situation. Okay. God damn it. I will um, say it doesn't look like she's in control of the Klunkanax, but to what you were going for, she doesn't appear as surprised or concerned as everyone else. How mm. close are my compatriots to me? I mean, you're all standing right next to her. Yeah, okay. I didn't. Re- I didn't know if you guys had walked off or not. Okay. No, I think done I. <laughs> I whispered to both of you. I'm like, Elodie looks sus. I'm gonna go over there, and then I'm gonna hop <laughs> off the stage and head her way. Okay. Yeah. Do it. I, Fucking do it. I do have to ask Max. You have some some pogs in your pockets, Duncan. It sounded like you didn't have anything valuable. Claire, do you have any items of <laughs> particular value on you? Value in what way? Are uh, you selling anything that you're carrying? <laughs> <laughs> any pogs, gold doubloons, yeah, any of your like Etsy sploot items, like anything anything valuable. I mean, look, I'm definitely carrying about a hundred grand worth of merchandise on me. None of it <laughs> it's all listed at very high prices. The actual manufacturing costs are quite low. So define value however you wish. Yes, Claire okay. is keeping a lot of things on her. Uh, you feel a vague, a vague pull, much like Max's handful of pugs, but okay. it doesn't impede your movement. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you go heading off towards Elodie, navigating through the crowd. The Klonkanax, uh, meanwhile, has sort of bumper card its way through the cocktail table section and is now running headlong, stampeding through the silent auction displays. Oh. Does it seem like it's moving with any sort of intent or like you said, it's bumper carring around? Is it moving just like a, a Roomba? It's moving in one direction. It's certainly not following a particularly circuitous path, but it did seem to be heading that direction. Okay. If you would like to assess reality, I could possibly offer you more. Sure. Yeah. I like to take in like how many people are seem to be unable to escape on their own. Like we've got instructions of like ditch your valuables and try to leave but like who is unable to do that like there's this guy in this in this suit that looks rather fetching <laughs> <laughs> there's a rather fetching color match going on here love it tan on who, tan baby tan on tan Ooh, the textures look tan at on me tan on tan. look at me i'm all texture <laughs> who seems to be unable to move he's like being pulled by his watch two things i guess i want to see how many people are in mortal peril and can't leave on their own and to get to that guy just undo his watch clasp yeah, okay, so why don't you give me, let's start with an assess reality roll as you surmise the situation, and then we'll we'll take up your potential saving of this tan man. Okay. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Four. Yikes. On a miss, you might reveal crucial information, or the GM might have you ask two questions, but give you some or all of the answers that are inaccurate. I like the second one for this situation, because it's chaotic, uh-huh. and you're trying to assess things quickly, so... Pick two questions, but some of the answers I give you may not be 100% accurate. Some or all. What's my best route to get to these people in trouble? Second one? Yeah. Oh, what's your second question? Oh, sorry. I was like, yeah, that is the second question. Good. (laughs) You have them indexed. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Second question is uh, number three, Quinn. Are there any dangers I haven't noticed? Yes. Okay. I think your best route is to head straight for that man. I mean, there are Mm -hmm. other people in this 
space who are, you know, potentially in, in trouble, but he seems to be the worst off. That watch must be something mighty fine because he's trailing the clunkin X pretty closely and getting pretty beat up in the process. You know, he's like someone on a jet ski who's fallen. He's just fishtailing around, slamming into cocktail tables, getting drinks spilled on him. Yikes. Uh, he's run into one of those weird shimmering figures that looked like Claire's outfit. <laughs> um, and that seems to have impacted him in a, uh, profound and possibly unpleasant way. I mean, he seems to be in the most danger, so you got to go for him. Claire goes off. I look at Max and I say, that tan guy's looking pretty sus. And then I run off. (laughs) Jump on him. Incredible. Give me a roll to face fear when you attempt something risky in the face of fear or danger. Okay. Good news is I'm worse at this. Uh, uh, Okay. Ah, damn. Six. On a miss, everything goes to hell. Plus zero. Doing good, cool. everyone. Very, okay. Very, very cool. Oh, hey, by the way, while this is also happening, I'm going to declare that I've met them before. The tan man? Yeah. And then you can describe how this all goes to shit. <laughs> yeah. So, well, here's here's what I think happens, Duncan. You, you know, it starts okay. You hurdle a felled cocktail table. You grab a... I really wanted to use one of the names of the cocktails I came up with and I didn't get to last session, so I'm going to say it now. I'm sorry, we didn't drink anything. We went for your hanging chandelier fountain. <laughs> That's okay. I, I gave you too much to play with. You grab one of the few remaining blood-free Bloody Marys on the, the serving <laughs> tray. You're sipping it as you, you leap over, but a woman whose necklace is studded with diamonds is pulled in front of you. You trip, you go tumbling forward, and you wind up entangled with the tan man. And now you're both being drugged along him by his fine gold watch, you by your entanglement with him. Uh, and you're going to take one harm as you just get knocked around. <laughs> Yeah. As the Clunkanax enters into the silent auction space. But <laughs> hey, uh, now that you've caught up to this man in the tan suit, tell me, tell me how you know him. <laughs> Give me a roll plus cheek. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. It's a four plus two. <laughs> Shit. Switch your dice. Oh, Switch. I did. I've done it twice now. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Add a d6. All of these dice need to go in dice jail. Okay, change of plans. Just stick with your dice. You need stability in this time of crisis. Yeah, this might just be an episode where I just have to cleanse these dice, get a couple bad rolls out. Don't make anything like really dangerous, Quinn. Okay. Great. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Uh, you. What? What is the miss on your social dragonfly move? Uh, social dragonfly on a miss. You forget. You promise them a spot on your show. Mark one integrity. <laughs> okay. So mark mark Five. one integrity. <laughs> Damn it. Who is this person though? Uh, the tan man. Stan. Tan Man Stan? I know the Tan Man Stan because he has been a ongoing patron of the station for an unknowable number of years. He turns up dutifully and he gets his tan tote and he's reached a milestone, which is that he's been a sponsor longer than anybody else in that we cannot count the years anymore. And so that usually rewards them a guest spot on the show. And you have not made good on it? No. Well, it thinks, you know, it's, it's a very busy here in, in somewhere. <laughs> okay. And when Tan Man Stan starts talking, he keeps talking. You know, like if we give him a spot, it's going to be the whole day. Yeah. So you and Tan Man Stan are all tangled up and he looks down, sees you, and his eyes narrow ever so slightly. And then he collides with one of the display cases and both of you suffer that one harm. <laughs> oh, Stan! <laughs>
Let's jump to Max. Yes. It is the start of a disturbance. So let's do your, yeah. your start of disturbance move. Woo! That's an eight. So I get one hold. Man, the time cat is just... I mean, it's a time cat, so it's not going to like the Clunkinax because that's a dog. So, <laughs> I do want to be clear. The Clunkinax is about the size of a large dog. It looks mm-hmm. like a roughly humanoid torso, like a bust, with three heads that look pretty similar to yours, but with some artistic license. Sure. And then... Oh, I thought it was... A- <laughs> No, 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 no. I thought it's... it had turned into a Cerberus. It's our faces. We're the Cerberus. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. We're the, yeah. It's your three faces, like, looking into oh. three directions. And it's, like, constantly <laughs> rotating, too. So all of your faces are just in perpetual motion uh, as gross. this thing tears through. It's oh, gross. and it just has, like, an eruption of an irregular number and shape and form of leg-ish things. Thanks. They I look hate it. vaguely between humanoid, insectoid, and tentacle-ish. Like it hasn't decided what it wants to be. Ew. Cool. Mm. Yeah, so Claire has gone off to confront Elodie, who you also see in the in the corner. There's a general pandemonium. Uh-huh. Uh, and Duncan is ensnared with Tan Man Stan as the Clunk and Axe enters the silent auction. What do you what do you do? We're doing great. I'm standing here. Leaning on my Zweihander. Just a time traveler. I look very cool. Next to a clunk axe. Wondering what to do. Extremely cool. Very fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, nobody's paying attention to us, but if they were, they would see how cool we look. Me in particular. So I think what I will do is Claire's going off to talk to Elodie. Yes. I don't really want to talk to Elodie. Is anybody getting actually harmed by the Clunkinax, or are they just being menaced by it? It's all unintentional. Like okay. the Clunkinax isn't hurt, like attacking anyone. the The harm is almost entirely by it first rushing through the crowd, and then okay. everyone being pulled after it like a magnet. Okay, so we gotta like stop it and deactivate it. Is there any part of this like we're at the auction? Uh, does it look like there's maybe like a side closet that I could try to corral the Clunkinex into and then close the door? Yeah, I think there's a few what appear to be like private reading nooks connected to the library's grand room. So I got the Zweihander. And so I think what I'm doing is by looking at the room, I am trying to figure out which direction the Clunkinex is going, which direction I need to hurt it to get it to go into this, any one of us, side room, closet, whatever. And then I'm going to try and hurt it by using the pointy end of my sword if I need to, to just like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not, Quinn, I'm not attacking it. I'm just encouraging it with the pointy stick. Okay, now why don't you give me a roll to assess reality? <laughs> okay. Eight. Hold one. What is my best route? So the Clunkinax has entered the silent auction area where all the, the items are up for display. And I think you can see that it has leapt up into one of the displays and like crashed through the glass. And so your best route is to get to the silent auction section and herd it towards the nearest closet area. I think there's like a, we'll, we'll just say it's a janitor's closet that's uh, not too far from that section. 
Okay. I would like to try and corral it into that janitor's closet. You go running off after the Klonkanax and Tan Man Stan and Duncan. And I think you catch up just as it smashes through this case. And you see, what are what do we think are some items that are up for the silent auction? Ooh, uh, a tour of the Screaming Fog. <laughs> oh, God, okay. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> a visit to the Not Zoo. You are on display in a cage. Whoa. And people Ooh. come and look at you. The, the Not Zoo. The ooze. The ooze. The ooze. The somewhere ooze. Yep. A jumbotron <laughs> on, on WSOM. Amazing. A, or, well, maybe we can't call it jumbotron. Uh, a WSOM bimble Jumbo tram. Splute. Bimble splute. Bimble splute. Amazing. It goes out to almost the entire town because everyone follows WSOM on splute. That's right. A soundboard with all the various howls that are unexplained, unaccounted for in the night that people have recorded. Amazing. It may or may not summon those creatures into your household. Unclear. So it crashes into the display with two tickets from the Unzoo, the Ooze. Uh, <laughs> and Max, as you catch up, I think you can see the Klonkanax hunches over a little bit and its back concaves out, like almost erupts, and it gets noticeably larger. What? Uh-oh. It what? It gets bigger. It... What caused it to get bigger? Uh, you don't see the tickets anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's oh, no. valuables. Yeah. It's the ooze tickets, but those have a market retail value of like one pog. It's set <laughs> so on the silent auction for tax purposes. <laughs> but what was the highest bid? Yeah, it's oh. what we value it as. You look at the display and the highest bid is 18,000 pogs. Oh, God. Okay, Never seen that it. many pogs. Who's at this party? That'll, that'll do it. That'll do it. Okay, well, I'm still going to try and corral it bigger, though it may be into the janitor's closet. Okay. Also, Quinn, if you need more items, I thought just like a mug. <laughs> just a mug? Just a mug. Un an unmarked, just a mug. plain, Doesn't say anything. off-white mug. Yep, yep. Mm. The description is just 1,000 question marks. <laughs> In the shape of mug. Yeah, mug-shaped question marks. It doesn't feel good if you look at the mug too long. I try not to. Uh, okay. Max, tell me, describe a little bit like what you're, what you're doing here to corral it. I'm trying to use a lot of like soothing, calming words as you would if you were trying to corral, say, a wild turkey. Um, I don't see what's so funny. It's just like just, a wild turkey. <laughs> wild, just the particular example that you, uh -huh. that you chose <laughs> yes. That's it. Yes. Yes. Uh, Max is a firm believer that the United States should have gone with the turkey as the national bird the and United not the States. eagle. <laughs> yes. So it's a. It's um. You you got to make yourself bigger or appear bigger, a bit like if you're confronting a mountain lion. So Max. <laughs> Max is her coat open. <laughs> to make herself look bigger oh my god uh the <laughs> yes the clunkanax <laughs> stops and i think tan man stan's hand collides with the clunkanax and his watch is ripped off of his hand and absorbed into it uh, and it grows just the tiny stub of a tail made of that gold watch and then duncan piles up behind tan man stan max 
The Klonkanax's rotating Cerberus of heads turns to the one that looks like you. <laughs> and as you have your coat out, it kind of forms like it has its own hood, like a cobra almost, and roars this ghastly metallic roar. That's fun. That's extremely fun. I'm going to continue hurting the Klonkanax. I am not scared of snakes. It doesn't appear to be deterred by your actions. <laughs> I hiss at it. Like a um, it roars one more time and then bounds towards the next auction item. Does anyone it. else want to help me hurt the Glunkinax? Surely there's valuable stuff all over. It's a very fancy party. Can I grab something from the silent auction and toss it into the closet? Like bait? Sure. Okay, I'll toss the mug. Okay, the unfathomable mug. Give yes. me your old hoodwink. Okie doke. Jesus. Uh, Three plus two is five. I'm throwing all five of these dice. Uh, here, use these. Here, let's swap. <laughs> On a miss, you might find yourself caught, trapped, or otherwise in hot water. Crap. You throw the unfathomable mug, and as the Klunkanax goes to leap, it changes directions, and... Max, the head that looks like you is still facing you, but the Duncan head <gasps> swallows the mug whole. And uh, as the Klonkanax lands, it gets another head and a half taller and thicker and wider. Ugh. Hey, folks, Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 14 of Monster Hour Absurdia. You may be laughing at our trio right now, but let me ask you this. Who amongst us hasn't had to confront her own gilded likeness in the midst of a ravenous rampage? Speaking of the holidays, we here at Monster Hour want to thank each and every one of you for listening and supporting the show this year. We have so much fun playing games together and, and making the show, but the greatest gift is hearing from folks who have fallen in love with Firmament somewhere and the characters and, and the stories we tell. So thank you for listening. Thank you for helping to bring new folks in. And thank you for making this a wonderful thing that we get to do and share with a beautiful little slice of the world. On that note, in lieu of our usual community spotlight, we'd like to take the time this week to encourage you to be your own community spotlight. Tell the people in your life doing creative things, big or small, that you're proud of them. Go support them. Go to a show, buy a piece, recommend them to a friend or a family member or a coworker. Your support will mean more to them than you ever know. Finally, a quick programming note. We are going to be taking a brief holiday break after this episode. So in two weeks, on December 27th, we are going to have a fun little off-hours one-shot episode. And then we will return to our regular WSOM programming on January 10th. Until then, happy holidays, happy new year, and stay strange, everyone. Let's jump to Claire. Claire, you, through the mayhem, have arrived to see Elodie, who, who is watching the scene with what appears to be a mix of condescension and calculation. Okay, I think... I think I'm going to post up right next to her and look in whatever direction she's looking for a second and see if there's any reaction from her first. No, not, not immediately. Okay. Then I turn towards her and say, well, that took quite a turn, didn't it? Uh, yep, it certainly did. Were you uh, 
expecting something like this? Not surprised by it would be more accurate. Huh, me neither. Well, then you're more perceptive than I give you credit for. You know, under normal circumstances, I'd be upset with that slight, but um, I'm going to go ahead and let that go. I'm turning over a new leaf where I don't try to murder people for slight indiscretions. Very big of you. You'll be a better person for it. I hope not. Why? I know why I'm not surprised. Why are you not surprised? Give me a roll to assess reality. Well, that's just dandy because that's a five. Or sorry, not the 10. That's 10. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, I don't think a five is dandy. That's, I had a six and a five, which is 11. Minus, it's a 10. Okay. Hold two. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what I'm trying to glean out of her, and then I'll ask my questions. I'm trying to figure out what she knows about the situation. So I'd like to ask what here is useful or valuable to me, or what here is not what it appears to be. Either one of those would work. You can ask them both now, or I can give you answers for both of them, since you hold two. Let's start with one and go, what here is useful or valuable to me? And then based on the answer, I'll pick my second question. I think Elodie, very briefly, the briefest moment, takes her eyes off the scene unfolding and looks at you, Claire, and says, I experience time a bit differently than you do. Ask Max. She can explain it to you. Well, then I have a follow-up question I want to ask Elodie before I... Can I hold my other question for a sec? Sure. I think I kind of nod and go, huh. Well, in that case, do you know how this one ends? Not quite. That's why I'm waiting. But clearly, there's a worse outcome you're hedging your bets against here. She holds up a finger to have you wait, and it's at that exact moment that the Clunkanax catches the mug that Duncan threw in its mouth and grows another size. And she looks down and just kind of shakes her head. <sighs> Fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that could have gone any number of ways. <laughs> As that happens, she starts striding out into the room. Oh, I have my second question I want to ask, but I also have something I want to say to her before she leaves. So I don't know what you want to do first. I mean, she is leaving, so. (laughs) Okay. I put my hand on her shoulder. Not like a she can't get away, but a, hey, this is important. You know, the subtleties of how you grip another human being occasionally. Sure. Um, And I say, if you see that we're at a crossroads where we're about to hit that like worst version of the timeline, why don't you go ahead and just call my name out? She looks at you and she smiles somewhat ruefully, like almost a bit sadly, and then takes off towards the Clunkanax. All right. And then my last question that I would like to ask is, are there any dangers I haven't noticed? I don't think so. Okay. Other than the fact that the Clunkanax seems to be getting larger well, uh, yeah. The more Katamari Damasi it absorbs valuable items. <laughs> yeah. Max and Duncan, the Klonkanax, now roughly the size of a horse, Jeez. appears to be licking all three sets of its lips. Uh, 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 like that. Its faces are also larger now, so you're staring into your own facsimile of a face, but, you know, it's about not quite twice as large. And uh, around you, the room has largely cleared out at this point. Folks have either lost their valuables to the Klunkanax or been able to escape 
or lost their valuables and then have been able to escape. So most of the crowd is cleared out. I think Sebastian is still on stage trying to shepherd anyone who's left. And from the very far end of the Grand Hall, you can see Claire and Elodie headed your direction. But there's really no one left now except for you and Sebastian and Tan Man Stan. What do you do? I mean, I would still like to try to hurt this thing into an enclosed space. Now that it's a horse, surely it's easier to hurt about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as a fan of your character, Max, you, you, I think you're going to need to do something more than make noises at the Klunkanax. <laughs> uh, that, that tactic doesn't seem to be yielding results. Spoil sport. What if I draw my sword and menace it with my sword? That's certainly taking it up a notch. Uh-huh. I think its head swivel a couple times and it backs away, but also adopts kind of a, almost like a cat. Its hindquarters are, are kind of up, whereas its Cerberus of heads are low to the ground. Uh, of course, the rest of its body doesn't fit this metaphor because it's a, a writhing mass of misshapen appendages. But you, you do get the sense of like, it is perceiving you now as a threat, mm. whereas it had not before. But it's also <laughs> reacting accordingly in that, it may attack you now. <laughs> Fair. Okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to speak soothingly to it with the sword drawn. Uh, all right, little Clunkinex. Let's get you somewhere where you can get all of the yummy valuables that you want. All right, little buddy. Give me friend. a Give me a sway roll. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling good. Here we go. Do it. Do it. Well, that's a seven. Hey. Even with my that... minus one cheek. <laughs> On a seven and nine, it'll do it for the reason you gave it, but I will choose one from the list below. Okay. It wants more than what you're offering. It demands payment uh -huh. up front. It has a better <laughs> idea for achieving the goal, <laughs> or it stalls and dithers for a while. Uh, I'm going to say it demands payment up front. So it's Pause. it's kind of yeah. crouched down and it's various appendages which aren't actively holding it up kind of raise up in both a curved and segmented fashion. And Max, your own golden facsimile of a face opens its mouth very, very largely. Yeesh. Far, far larger than Yeesh. a normal human could. Yeah. Quinn, I take out a pug and I throw it into its mouth. It shuts and you hear like some gnashing of metal and you can see its cheeks shine just ever so slightly brighter. Mm -hmm. And it sits there for a second and then it opens its mouth again. Okay, I'm going to try to lure it towards the, the closet a bit like... Granted, this is a lot bigger, but there's that scene in Monsters, Inc. where they're trying to get Boo to go somewhere, <laughs> and so they have this, like, trail of Cheerios, and that's what I'm doing, but with the Pogs. <laughs> Give me a roll to hoodwinks. <laughs> All right. Can, can I help? Sure. Oh, maybe How are you helping? Oh, I've, yeah, I was going to say. I've marked two integrity already today. <laughs> you don't need to help out. It's an eight. <laughs> Well, somebody's rolling good. On a seven to nine, your ploy works, but I will introduce a complication or consequence. Max, it starts following you. 
you toss it a couple pogs and it's following you towards the closet. But after three or four, it stops. It seems like it's losing interest and it looks back towards the remaining items from the silent auction. Does anybody have anything else they would like to... I'm not giving up my keen eye. Nobody was going to ask you to do that, Duncan. Nobody's asking you to, man, says Dimensional Plane Traveler Stan. (laughs) (laughs) He's been Um, working hard on something. (laughs) Where where am I at this point? You're you're there. It's not a huge room, so I think you've sort of arrived in the silent auction section. Uh, Elodie has paused as Max is doing this, though. She's not advancing any further. Has she um, paused like she just stopped and is watching, or has she paused like you pause a video? No, no. Uh, I mean, valuable question. No, she has paused to assess the situation. Like she's she's very clearly like curious about how this plays out. And and Max, just to kind of be explicit here, the consequence is that if you want to complete this hoodwink, you need to feed the Clunkanax more valuable food, and it's <laughs> going to get bigger. But my pogs, my beautiful pogs. Yeah. What if I give it more pogs? I mean, if you start throwing more pogs at it, that'll do the trick. But the the big consequence here is that it's going to get bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I I think we knew that. Unless anybody else had some bright ideas about how to get the clunkin' X to go where we want. Uh, Claire, are you like carrying around any riches that you could part with? I mean, yes, I am. Uh-huh. Um, would you like to? That's a strange question. What I will do and what I'd like <laughs> to do are very different things. Uh-huh. You know? Mm-hmm. Claire looks over at Elodie and goes, thumbs up, thumbs down to this plan. And she pulls out a square box that inside has. It looks like stickers that you put over your nails, but they're mood nails. So as soon as you put the stickers on your nails, you feel whatever mood the stickers give you. Oh, that's fun. Um, Yes, but all of the moods are like autumnal pumpkin fever. (laughs) The essence of jasmine on a rainy day. (laughs) Linen from your grandmother's closet. Deeply esoteric. Yes, uh-huh. yes. Incredible. Uh-huh. How does Elodie respond? She doesn't even look at you. She just gives you a vague affirmative gesture. She's focused very intently on Max. Interesting. All right, I think I chuck the box over to Max. I can't, Are you going to make me roll to catch the box? No. No, no. Okay. Don't give him ideas. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sorry. I'm I am a fan of your characters. You can catch a box. I <laughs> okay. believe in Max Good. on that too. Yeah. You can catch a box, you can catch a ball. Yes, <laughs> perfect. Uh okay. I, I catch it and I shake it and I'm gonna like encourage the clunkin' axe to follow me by like kind of shaking the box and backing up a little bit and shaking the box and like I'm not teasing it. I'm just walking away from it while holding this delicious box of nail moods yeah it's an enticement it's not to yes no uh, no 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 yeah as you catch the box and begin shaking it it's trio of heads spin around a couple times like an owl uh-huh. and then it settles on claire <laughs> oh and claire's head is staring at you deeply it, unsettling yeah <laughs> and uh 
the Claire head of the Cerberus licks its lips and starts squirming, writhing towards you eagerly. It's weird that they sculpted tongues in the mouth, right? Right? Yes. Super weird. Way too realistic, (laughs) y'all. They seemed like they went pretty thorough with these things. Unnecessarily so. Yes, I would agree uh, with that assessment. Okay, I'm going to continue backing towards the janitor's closet. And when I get there, I'm going to throw the box in. Yeah, you open the door to the, the closet and you throw that in there. And the Klunkanax leaps forward. And as you shut the door, you can hear horrendous sounds of metal gnashing against metal as it devours these valuable nails. Sexy. Love it. Bar that door. Dun, dun, dun. Bar that door. Yes. Quinn, we want we want the door to be barred. Jam yeah, a chair we do. There. With what? Jam a chair. Up our passion. <laughs> yes, our passion for a higher education. <laughs> can, our uh, can I convince the door to stay shut? Our persuasion. Just, just narratively explain to me what you put in front of the door. <laughs> <laughs> our love for each other. <laughs> Yes, no, the this, power of friendship, Quinn. This isn't a trick question. Just tell me what you put in front of the door. The power of friendship. <laughs> and a chair. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. The door breaks open. <laughs> Clunk and no! Breaks <laughs> it's a very heavy chair. <laughs> it's a good chair. It's a, Our it's friendship like a, is very strong. Fine, what um, else do we have in the room? I mean, there's an assortment of things that you could could use. You know, there's chairs, tables, there's bookshelves, like heavy bookshelves with books. One um, of those absurd, pompous entry room circular tables that are like made of entire stone and serve no purpose other than to put your purse on them. But for some reason, everyone wants to like walk into an entry room with a damn marble table in the middle of it. One of those. Totally. Okay, great. You start to hear like the sound of tools and equipment in the janitor's closet being knocked over and a thrashing and a banging as you push this heavy stone table up against the door. Sweet. Yay. We beat the Klunkinax. Kind of. What happened? Who's still around? Is Stan here? Do we see Elodie there? Uh, I, I think don't it's just talk the three of you, Elodie and <laughs> Tan Man Stan. Actually, uh, I think Tan Man Stan has s- slipped... Perhaps mercifully into unconsciousness. Aww. Aww. Elodie, what are you what are you doing here? What do you know do you know anything about this? I am attending the fundraiser. As everybody was, but you didn't run away. Well, I am not everybody. Okay. She knew it was gonna happen. She saw it. Oh. So have we fixed it? Is this what was gonna happen? Are we gonna we're heroes again? She looks pensive, perhaps, and says I don't know. Oh, oh, doesn't know. Mm. That's enough Look at the from big you, Max. Time traveler doesn't know what's going to happen. Thing? Max, did you oh. know what's going to happen? Yes, Max, did you know? No. That's what I thought. Okay, so we're all time traveling nobodies. <laughs> I'm unstuck <laughs> from time. You don't have my excuse. She looks at you angrily. Oh, so this is my fault? Is that what you Because your face right now is it's a lot of, lot of anger, a lot of angry emotions I'm seeing. Are you mad at me? Are you mad at me, Elodie? What did I do? She seems remarkably taciturn, Max. Is Claire next to me? 
all four of you are gathered, I think, around okay. the door as the Clunkin Axe smashes into it over and over again. Okay. Uh, uh, I turn to Claire and I stage whisper, what did you tell her to get her so riled up? I find that my mere presence tends to <laughs> cause issues <laughs> with some. So honestly, you know, I don't know. You're, 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 you know, Claire, Claire, you're, you're not wrong. I know. I'm always right. That seems to be the problem for many people. <laughs> I'm just moving more bits of furniture in front of this door while they talk. Yeah, the wood's starting to splinter. Claire looks at Max, looks at Elodie, and goes, All right, so you both suck at time traveling. Understood. <laughs> Moving on, how good are you at dealing with the present situation? Slash, are you interested in dealing with the present situation? Because frankly, if you're not, it's probably time to go. I don't normally suck at this, Claire. We're moving not, on the topic. It's not, it's not my fault. It's the not my fault. Is I have done nothing wrong. I am an ever. innocent party in all of this. Claire, um, I think Claire is going to. I still can't exactly figure out how to make this a move specifically, so forgive me, Quinn. But Claire is gonna call upon Rudy for some for some magical power right now. Um, so. Here's the thing. It's not a move in Absurdia. No, it's certainly not. Because <laughs> Embrace Chaos is about wielding a entropic power that is present. And Rudy's not here right now. So I don't, I don't think you can. Ah! Okay. I, I do lean over to Elodie and I go, you should splute about this. I'm not on social media. Oh, God. Insufferable. Okay, here's what Claire's going to do then. She's going to call upon the energy that is powering the Clunkin' Axe. It's an energy around, right? If Rudy's not there, what's the next thing she can vampire off of? Sure. Trying to decide how close you need to be to the Clunkin' Axe to do it. I can walk up to the door if needed. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. There's a lot think... of chairs and tables and stuff there now. <laughs> <laughs> I just put this uh, together. <laughs> here, Claire, as a fan of your character... <laughs> There's a crack in the wood of the door and you see one of the Axe's many thin particular appendage like protruding outwards, wriggling and writhing through the door. <laughs> Icky. I lick it. Uh, I know, I go uh, bite it and suck on it. Yo. Give me a roll to embrace chaos. All right, let's hear. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I am here for it. 10. Hold two. Dang. Hell yeah. Okay, well, you briefly wield this power's effect. Defo, let's do that first. So the effect of the Clunkin Axe is to absorb items of, of value, as best as you can tell. So what's the nearest item of value? Probably something on your person. Now, you say items of value, but as we clearly differentiated earlier, it's not like this is metal and that is worth this. Oh, yeah. It's market it's, value. It's yeah. market it's not value. gold standard. But, but as we made clear by the fact that it depended on what people wrote down on that sheet, it's also near market value. Like literally the people in the room market value. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what what argument are you trying to make here? Yeah, where's this uh, I'm trying to write down two thousand. Let's take the horse of... right down to the the water and see <laughs> if it drinks. Okay, my <laughs> argument is that it is what people in this room value, and I would say that the things that people in this room value right now is 
the death of the Cluckanax. No. So how do you? No. Ah, no, no, no. You absorb the nearest significant item of okay. monetary value, which is, it frankly, is probably one of the silent auction items. It flies okay. towards you, and Claire, you get noticeably bigger. <laughs> All like right, but the Cluckanax gets smaller, right? No. What? I'm not drawing items from it? No. Oh, you're using its power to mimic its... Yeah, but wouldn't I then pull them away from it like a magnet? No, this is one of the items it didn't get to yet. Okay. So you eat the uh, the, the Jimbo Sploot. Okay. Yeah, he, the you absorb for... the Jimbo uh, Sploot. Hey, <laughs> oh, man. Beans. Okay. On the plus side, Claire. Hey, Claire. In addition to getting a foot taller... You now have the innate ability to send one message via Sploot to everyone in town. <laughs> I will hold on to that power for later. And okay. it's and here's the other thing: it's signed WSOM. Yeah, it's true. It's it from is. the it's from the station's account. Okay, I am going to use my second one. I'll quell the power's effect. Yeah, okay. I'll do that. So y'all see Claire bite this golden appendage of the clunkin axe that has emerged and she absorbs the Jimbo Sploot voucher, gets a foot taller. The tendril appendage pseudopod of the clunkin axe shrivels and recoils and you hear that trio of metallic shrieks and the battering of the door abruptly ceases. Oh, I burp. <laughs> Does anybody know who the sculptor was? Duncan's moving on because Duncan has learned it is best not to ask questions when Claire does <laughs> bat shit shit. <laughs> well, hold on. Let's give Max a moment to decide. Well, yes, yeah. go on. So it's just uh, there's nothing, no noise beyond the door? Not right now, no. Okay, I do it just like a gentle, just a little knock on the door. Does anything happen? No. Hmm. I think over your shoulder, you see a very thin, sharp blade as Elodie sticks her saber into the hole in the door, kind of like pokes around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. I mean, do, do you do you want to? Because I, I kind of want to. I, ki- I do kind of want to. I do kind of want, yeah, I kind of should we oh, should we open it? I think we should open it. I think it would, we should open it. I think it would just be prudent if we opened it. Yeah, we should just take a little we should, peek. We should open it yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. okay. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> so nobody knows who made this sculpture, huh? What are you doing to my barricade? Oh, man. Are you... Here's what we're going to do, Quinn. Okay. Assuming you'll let us. Is we're just going to, like, move that giant marble end table slightly back from the door. So it's still there. So we can open the door, but the door will not be able to open all of the way. So, like, we can just open the door like a crack. Okay. So you and Elodie shift the blockade aside and peer inside, and it's it's quite dark. Uh, There's no light inside. And it's just a mess of bottles and and buckets and everything that has been sort of knocked over. But there is no sign of the clunkin' axe. Is there like a hole in the ground? Should you give me a roll to assess reality? That's a nine. Hold one. What has happened here? As Elodie levers open the door, you see in the corner... There is a large grate that looks like it is for washing out wastewater. 
and you can see a handful of loose pogs resting atop it. Oh no, it went down the grate? I squeeze inside and I go over and look. Can I hear anything? You hear the faint sound of metallic clanking reverberating up from this grate. Does the grate go down into the sewer? I don't know how you would know that. I don't know. I'm just wondering if this is going to be like a Marat situation from the French <laughs> Revolution where we're going to have to go down to the sewers. I mean, I think it's very clear to you that the Klunkanax has gone into the plumbing. Uh-oh. Great. Where the plumbing of the somewhere public library leads? Ooh. Good uh, question. Uh-huh. It could go to the ooze. It could go to the ooze. The unzoo. <laughs> oh, boy. And Elodie's standing behind you and says... Fuck. You keep saying that. <laughs> I've decided that Elodie is good. I'm going for a real Lady Geralt of Rivia vibe. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice. Oh, well. She's and got if, a sword watches. Folks... <laughs> like, yeah, fuck. basically. <laughs> okay. If folks have not, like the dynamic between, I think I've tightened up, is the dynamic between me and Elodie is very much like older sibling, younger sibling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Which is an exquisite rivalry dynamic. Oh, layers, <laughs> the layers, the layers. <laughs> so many layers. Duncan and Claire. Actually, Duncan in particular. I'm curious. So, well, nobody seems to know where this, who sculpted this thing. In the immediate vicinity, no. Unfortunately no, not. nobody does. But I'll file that away as a mystery to investigative journalism. Is that a verb? To journalize investigatively? Sure. <laughs> Why hey, not? John, do you want some people to talk to? Would love some people to talk to. Um, uh, okay. I peek over everybody's shoulder into the, into the room and be like, huh. well... We can't fit down there, eh? Duncan, I think as you look over everyone's shoulder, you hear the sound of footsteps behind you. I turn to look. Duncan, do you know Mina, the city auditor? Probably. You see Mina at the head of a dozen code compliance officers, Mm -hmm. all of whom have their red tape swords drawn. I tap discreetly but urgently on Claire's shoulder. Yes? You may want to leave. Uh, Well, I might not be in the best state to leave at the moment. Shit. Nope, not here. Thank you for trying. Come back later. Mina! Mina! I step in front of everybody, arms outstretched. So glad that you could come to the party. Silent Uh, auction is closed. Sorry if you didn't win anything. Just a mountain of paperwork. Oh, but we, I don't believe in paperwork. We both know you love paperwork, Mina. <sighs> no, like I, I literally do. do not believe in it. So <laughs> you don't uh, believe I it's don't real. Think it's a, I don't think it's real. I think this is a concept <laughs> that was made up. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't matter if you believe in things or not. They are real. Mm, you sure about that? Most of the time, yes. It is real and made up. Is it in there? You didn't by chance happen to capture it, did you? If I say no, are you going to try and make me do paperwork? Uh, No. It would be more paperwork to try to make you do paperwork. That's probably true. Yes, yes, yes. We're on the same page. No. We'll just fill out a declaration of non-declaration for your declaration. Uh, Do do any of them have like a pen handy? All of them have a pen. Okay, I grab a pen. (laughs) A single pen in their chest pocket. Okay, may I? May, may I? It's a writing utensil. 
the nearest code compliance officer from whom you are attempting to take the pen, their phosphorescent light bulb eyes glowing at you inscrutably does not respond as you pluck the pen from their lapel. And I pull out a notepad from my pocket and I write on it and I hold it up and it just says no. <laughs> I return the pen. Mina shakes her head. Anyway, the answer is no. We didn't catch it. But we're going to, right, guys? We'll, we'll see what happens. I think I'd like to try to kind of interrogate Mina a bit. She said she was here at the party and this thing appeared and she's here very quickly with code compliance. And I know how long it takes to organize a group of those to appear at something. It's not necessarily so that you can just call in. There's, like you said, paperwork. So I'm going to try to pepper Mina with questions and see if I can natural interview any information about if Mina or through her, the bureaucracy clocked this thing as something special to be worried about. Because weird stuff happens all the time and a dozen code compliance officers don't show up. Sure. Give me a natural interviewer. Here we go. I'm using the proper dice this time. So that's a six plus two is an eight. Your first not failure. Good job. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Everyone started recording. The episode can begin now. <laughs> Hello, I'm Kyle. I play Duncan Oliver, the Vox, and I'm good <laughs> at cheek rolls. Okay, so uh, hold one. I guess the, the angle here is with trying to deduce why the bureaucracy is sending such a significant response to this one incident. So maybe what do they fear or worry about? So you start asking Mina questions, and I don't think it takes long for you to garner the answer to your question as she looks around, clearly lamenting the loss of the Klunkanax, and says, this thing is just going to ruin the economy. Oh. Oh, I guess it's gonna...